Hi everyone and welcome back to the Paperless Movement podcast. I cannot wait to start this interview today with Amia. Um, we will deep dive into Todoist, but also we will talk a lot about different all-in-one solutions, as they are called, like Notion and Evernote, ClickUp, and the advantages and disadvantages with these tools. That's a pretty polarizing interview, I would say. There might be a lot of things we say that those Notion lovers don't like to hear, But this is my personal view that I have on these things and also from Amir, um, he's talking about this. And I think we hit a nerve there. And I think companies like Notion and ClickUp, they can take this feedback to actually improve their tool into the right direction. I think there's not much more to mention before we get started. I just want to say this video is sponsored by, no, not any company, As usual, this sponsor is by you, my Inner Circle members. That helps me to stay unbiased on my videos. And I think that's a really important thing, especially when we need to change our mindset to actually leverage the digital world instead of just living in it. But without further ado, let's dive into it. Alright everyone, I can't wait to talk to Amir today, but he's actually the CEO of Todoist, one of my beloved productivity apps that I use on a daily basis that I recommend to all of my Inner Circle members when it comes to personal task management. And we will also talk about the difference between personal task management and project management, team management and all these. And we will also dive into tools like Notion and Evernote and things like this and, and ClickUp, you know, who claim to be the all-in-one solution. I'm really excited to get into this. But without further ado, let's dive into it. Amir, welcome to the show. Maybe you tell us who you are and what you do at Todoist. <laughs> You're the founder as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So Well, good. my name is Amir Salfandic, and yeah, I, I founded Todoist actually as a personal tool back in 2007. Uh, so I really like made it for myself, you know, and I'm still probably like um, a very passionate user. Yeah, <laughs> I probably use it like for the last maybe 13, 14 years uh, now, like every day. So hey, okay, <laughs> so it's always good when the when the when the employees and actually the founder of some companies actually use their own tools. That's always a good sign. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, like for me, it's not really so much like it was never really a business plan. You know, yeah. it wasn't like oh, like I can make money of this. It's more like I have this problem. I really need to get it solved. Yeah, and I really like how other apps solve this problem. Uh, and, you know, like, it's a very, very, like you said, like, uh, you know, you have, you'd work deeply into this field, like, you know, that it's a very hard problem. And there's like, uh, many different, like, uh, nuances of like solutions and, and even like the problem you're solving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's something we have done, like, for the last 13 or something years. And uh, yeah, I'm still like very passionate about this. I wake up and I'm very excited to actually go in and work. On, on this and i don't think we have still sold it yet we are closer but you know like uh, we still need to, uh, to do some some more stuff here yeah. so what is it specific that you want to solve because you solved already a lot of problems for on my side so what else do you want to get to yeah i mean um i think like today's like any other apps especially like in the productivity field it's still kind of niche you know of course like niche 
like we do have like millions of users using us, but it is still niche on like the world plan. Yeah. Uh, so nobody has really created like a solution that's like the best. Like you see this with Zoom, like Zoom, you know, has a lot of traction. Um, and same with like- But also a lot of problems. <laughs> that's uh, really yeah. the thing, so yeah. <laughs> and I think, and, and you just dive into the right direction here. Um, what worries me the, what, what worried me a bit about to do is was the release of boards and uh, you know that I worried you want to go more and more in the direction of team management and project management uh, obviously from a business point of view that makes absolutely sense but don't you lose focus on the personal task management and integration and you evolve into more like an all-in-one solution, which uh, we dive deeper in why this might be a problem? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, like we have been uh, hesitant to actually do this for a long time because like it's really, really hard to actually make something that appeals to like the personal mm. uh, like user and like the team user. Um, yeah. This said, I think we have found a way to do this without actually making the like single user experience more complex. Yeah. Um, so that's something like that we really care deeply about. Like for instance, a lot of the other apps on the market, like Asana, ClickUp, even Notion, they are really like focused on the team. Uh, mm. We are focused on the individual. Okay, um, that's still your focus. That's what I wanted to hear. That. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but. This said, like, we also want to support better, like, uh, collaboration, uh, like team usage, because a lot of people also want to use this for that. And currently, mm. like right now, it's not really a great uh, tool. Um, mm. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, I hope we are not like going to end up in a situation where we kind of don't like serve the individual user or serve the team and then like end up in like a, a you worst case scenario yeah. yeah you serve neither in the end then yeah. and uh i just had the talk to the ceo of raven raven scanner and they used todoist for managing their highly productive and efficient um team there they're pushing out one um uh one feature after the other so obviously there is um need there or actually to do is this useful as a team management tool. And also I talked to Carl Pullin, who is a dedicated to do is user. And, you know, I think you know him as well. And he said how he uses the boards feature. And that also gave me a different perspective on this tool. So you just said it right. You implemented it in a way that it didn't change my existing workflow. And, um, I can think about, should I use it or shouldn't I use it? So that's a, nice way to to implement things and talking about Carl Pullin we also talked about the recent releases from Evernote and the way how they did this the releases by you know taking away features and bringing them back now and things like that and we also mentioned Todoist here because you had a similar uh, extreme change on the back end isn't it um, when it comes to Todoist but it was much more smooth maybe you can just give us a walkthrough there and what Evernote actually could learn from this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, something to know is like we have had our own uh, Evernote moments, <laughs> but I think they have been much less severe because we didn't remove something that a lot of people care about. So when we actually do like kill stuff off, it's basically because like a uh, like few percentage of people use them and it kind of adds a lot of complexity that we don't want to maintain. Mm. Um, 
So, and we have also like Evernote, like done like system level, like model level changes, uh, like today's foundations that we released like maybe a year and a half ago or something like that was a like huge, huge change on the model levels. And most users actually didn't really notice this because like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, co continue to work and look the same. So yeah. <laughs> for people, it was like like you haven't changed anything for a long time. Like you know, yeah, like, like get get working. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, was it? Yeah, it was a, a fundamental improvement on the back end of Todoist, isn't it? So you can further improve things on the front end. So exactly, yeah. exactly. And we are actually still doing one change like currently we're doing a massive change on the back end again mm -hmm. to enable like uh, collaboration like much better collaboration okay uh, but again like most users will actually not really see this uh, but the the systems will just become much more robust mm -hmm. um, i mean for instance like one of the also big changes that we introduced is basically linking um, so you will be able to link to any object inside the, the system using just one url like right oh. now yeah, so like, you know, we solve the collaboration, but we also make the system much better for everybody else. Like if you want to link to a specific comment, you will be able to do that uh, or, or, or anything else that you want inside the system. Oh, that's really nice. Uh, I'm mentioning this so many times, you know, tools coming up like Roam Research and now Notion implemented backlinking and all this. But I always keep saying from a technical point of view, it's not that complicated. It's just, I think... Um, there's no magic behind it implementing this, but we have to get customers to the point or users to the point to understand how they can leverage such integrations and how we actually can improve the productivity systems to make it more efficient using these type of cross-linking, backlinks and all this. Any thoughts on this when we talk about Rome research and things like that coming to backlinks? Yeah, I mean, um, they are very powerful com concept. Um, like maybe there could also be a powerful concept in like task management space. Uh, like if you have like, you know, like references between tasks, uh, like there's not many actually systems that enable this. And I think mm. even like in the like knowledge uh, space, like, uh, you know, Notion and, and Rome, uh, they have also just like recently introduced that. Uh, maybe like Rome had it from the beginning, but uh, it's kind of a new concept. And I think it's a very interesting one because you basically build kind of like graph and you connect stuff much uh, better yeah. with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like we are actually looking um, to add, like we are actually adding this to Twist, which is our team communication app. And basically I think it's a really powerful concept, like because there we kind of connect conversations with each other. So you can basically take a deep dive, you know, you, you get a reference to a thread and then you can kind of like see how it's connected to every other discussion that, that your team or company has. Um, and maybe like for task management, it could also make sense. Like we, this is not something we have explored deeply, but I think it could be really interesting to kind of take a deep dive on that. Yeah, that will be really interesting. I mean, looking at Slack, for example, you know, these are all these names we know and we also use nowadays. But as you said, uh, people started to create these things and build solutions. But if they are really the top-notch solutions, I, I doubt this. We have Zoom and we have Slack and we have um, Notion and so on. And 
what we see coming up is concepts and courses building around these tools. So for example, we see courses around Notion, how you can manage your whole life inside Notion and you can do project management and all this. And I just recently, um, if you're one of my Inner Circle members, there will be a vlog actually where I'm discussing with one of my team members if we sw should switch completely from ClickUp to Notion. And I just, you know, said, <laughs> no way. I try to implement these. And if I need so much time implementing project management systems and then workarounds to get like task dependencies and all this, this is not an efficient tool for me. It's an all-in-one solution, but is it efficient? Only in certain parts, like, for example, knowledge management. And so this is the reason why I'm coming from a different perspective on these whole things. And my Inner Circle members learn uh, something called I-Core Framework. So it's about input, control, output, refine. And these different parts, we will look at tools that fit these parts. So, for example, Notion would be in the control part for, for knowledge management and Todoist will be in the output part for actually getting things done, but I'm not using Todoist to keep things reminded or, you know, um, a knowledge database or wikis or things like that. But I'm much more efficient doing it this way, this combination of tools, instead of using one tool for everything. So, long talk here, but why, or, uh, for Todoist, it is so good integrated in so many different tools. When I look at Gmail integration, Google Calendar integration, and the open API, Plexi, um, we had on the show as well, where we can connect to do is with Asana and so on. Was this something that you had in mind from the beginning onwards? Or was, well, you already mentioned <laughs> that it was never your goal to build an all-in-one solution. So you are all about API, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... Um I think, you know, from today's perspective, like we have had integrations since the early beginning. So actually like one of the first things I did, like even as a personal project was like create extensions for like Firefox yeah. uh, and then later on Chrome uh, and then later like Gmail and stuff like that. Uh, so this has been like a huge part and even the API, like, you know, like Notion for instance has still not launched their API and we've mm -hmm. had like API for the last 10 years, you know, uh, since the beginning, um, um, so so I, I think like uh, you know integrations and like building a platform and integrating well with others like uh, this is like such a key component of today's and I think also like some of our success uh, because you can basically, yeah. basically plug it in you can also like automate it with a lot of like you know Zapier or Plexi or whatever else like automation tool you use yeah. um, and you can build some really incredibly complex stuff using that. Um, yeah. Um, and I think like this notion, like you kind of like added this, like, um, all in one tools. Uh, yeah. I mean, from our perspective, uh, and we have actually looked at this because like when we looked at like team communication space, uh, like we have a, a, our own tool called twist for that, Yeah, you know, we could have also just like added team communication to Todoist or like created a new product that kind of introduced team communication and like organizational or team organization or personal mm -hmm. organization. Uh, but the problem is like when one, one, once you actually look at this, like the, the problem space is like huge and the solution that you come up with is basically something that like you need to kind of have like a PhD to figure out how to use. Yeah. Uh, or you need to like do many compromises. Like for instance, Basecamp is a great example where you kind of have like everything in there is kind of mediocre. Nothing is like best in class. Um, 
So you have like something, yeah, like, but it's basically just like super basic. Uh, and uh, what we believe in is kind of like to have like the best of breed products um, or best in class. So you can have like best in class, you know, task management or like best in class knowledge yeah. uh, sharing. Uh, uh, and then you integrate them together. Uh, so that's basically yeah. our, 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 our way. And I was like, for, all, for us, like what we actually want to un- end up with in, in the like in the future is basically have our own stack. Uh, so we really also want to solve actually like, you know, note taking or knowledge sharing uh, in our own way, like specialized uh, and same with team communication. So, so that's you, kind of like our, like our all-in-one solution will kind of be a suite of products that, yeah. that integrate well with each other. It won't be just one solution. Uh, yeah. That's that's a really nice approach. And that sounds like there's a new tool on the horizon for Doist. Ah, you yeah, just I mean, mentioned yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't started this yet, but I, I think like... Uh, Like okay, I will be your first customer. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm checking this out. I, let's just keep it this way. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, push you in this direction. However, I like the approach here. Um, on one end, you want to have one stack of things where you can ensure that everything works together properly. Because when you open up APIs and all this. It always relies on the stability of the API and the other tool that's using it and so on. So here you can really ensure quality. However, I also like that you still have open um, uh, API or connections there because then I can choose certain things from your stack and still use my already 10 years uh, product, product project management system that I'm already using. So um, I think this is really the future and this is really how so many companies should change their mindset. And when it comes to Notion, um, yeah, that was the thing that I always wondered about was the there's no API and why they do so long around. And it just makes me wonder if the back end has some issues that, it, that they run into a, a situation with the framework that the implementing API might be really a problem. And when they open the API, what do we get? Sapia integration. So this is not a stable thing again. So if they release it, I really expect something awesome. And um, when you, I look at ClickUp, a very young company, they try to be an all-in-one solution. And I thought, oh my God, another all-in-one solution. Yeah. But they take a lot of boxes. And for me, I'm all about, and that's the refined part in iCore, I'm all about automating things. And ClickUp has already and better their own automations without API and so on. So I can be set it up in there. Is this anything on your roadmap as well that you allow automations inside to do it and you pro provide these functionalities? Yeah, I mean, we would love to do that. Like it's not something that's like on the short time horizon mm. but it will definitely like do that at some point uh, mm. and honestly like i think like for us what we would want to do uh is maybe like make it possible to script um so basically like you can run like you know uh, random scripts i think like probably the best example could be like the spreadsheet scripting that you know uh, probably like from <laughs> the, it's it can, it can become very powerful and like yeah we think maybe we can also do something here where You basically have like a simple language, for instance, Lua, uh, where you can basically like enable scripting. So, uh, of course, like you can do like automation, you know, based on UI, 
uh, as well. But like, if you can actually script stuff, then it becomes like really, really powerful what you can do. Yeah. And maybe you can kind of also like make it possible to share these like between uh, users or like organizations or whatever. Uh, so they can kind of become like an ecosystem. Uh, yeah, you know, like my background is kind of development. Uh, so um, like we do have some editors like Vim or like Visual Studio Code or Emacs mm -hmm. that actually have these extension systems uh, where like the core stays very simple, but then you kind of like build all kind of like tools around that and like plugins. Um, so that's something that, that, that could be really, really exciting. So it's not only like these, you know, like super simple, uh, like automations, but you can like build extensions. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. That, so, that sounds like, interesting. And, you know, in the end, when, if somebody wants to automate things, they still can use Sapia and all of this and automate things, uh, this way. But, um, as it is very specific for personal task management, from my point of view still, um, there's not much need for me to have these automations in place. I have already recurring tasks and things like this. And, you know, looking at Notion again, where is the recurring task? And so this is not something um, we dive deeper now. So, But um, Todoist, I always have to laugh when I read something about Todoist on Twitter and so on, where you say, um, we will work on to make it more robust now. Do you know why? Because for me, it is so the, the most robust, uh, the robustest, the most robust tool I ever used. So Todoist never failed when I used it. And I'm using it since five years now, I think. Is it five years? And, um, it, you know, this is compared to other tools. It had never any downtimes. It was always available. And um, so <laughs> when you say you want to improve speed or robustness and things like this, yeah, I can't, I can't think is um, improving this. And that's just an, an honest output here or input for you. <laughs> so well, Tom, I, I'm happy to hear that. The, the thing to know is like, you know, uh, the most critical people that we know are ourselves. Yeah. So like, you know, like we are never happy with the status quo. Um, Oh, believe uh, me, I'm a very critical person as well. If people <laughs> follow my channel, they know how hard I give, <laughs> what hard time I give those CEOs on these interviews. But yeah, that's just something positive needs to be mentioned as well, I think. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. This said, like, I think still we have like a long way to go uh, here. Yeah, so, you know, like, and we are making like strides into this. Mm. Um, I don't think like we have like a huge issue. It's just like, you know, if you really want to build amazing things, you kind of need to have great foundations. Mm. Um, yeah. So, you know, like, um, uh, and like these foundations, they need to be like on all levels, like inside and outside. Like it's kind of a car, you know, like uh, if you look at a Porsche, like it's not only like, like beautiful on the outside, like the engine also needs to be good. Yeah. And like the whole system needs to kind of work together. Um, and I think like a lot of, any, including like to do this, like, um, and even like, for instance, Evernote is a great example. It's kind of like, uh, there's a lot of legacy code yeah. that's kind of very crappy and that you need to replace. So it's basically like having, you know, a car that maybe has like some really fast parts, you know, but then like the engine is kind of crappy and you like, you can't really like, you know, uh, succeed without having, uh, like even build something for the long term with like a broken engine or like something that's almost broken. 
uh, yeah. So yeah. for us, it's not really on the level that it's kind of like fully broken. It's just not, you know, like if you open the hood, it's not something say like, yeah, this is really beautiful. Like this will work. 10 years from now. Yeah, you're you're working future oriented. So you're optimizing in the back end in the in the while you're in the comfort zone. And that's something I like. So you think we need to be, you know, uh up to speed and things like that in a few years ahead. And that's how it feels. That's that's what you also mentioned. The, the users never actually realize this. And we all know the saying never change a running system. And all the changes you did it never felt like that you're ch changing my running system and this over years and years uh, since you know it is there and um, also the input when i write down it is i am always surprised when i'm using different tools and i'm, I'm reviewing a lot of tools um, how easy it is to create tasks it is just the most easy easy thing i can do on on any device i am um, no matter where, iOS, all it feels the same thing. Something Evernote wants to achieve now, this harmonized harmonized uh, feeling of the apps, I think to do is has it already. And, um, but we have to mention one reason is that it is a very specific problem that you solve and that makes it easier to make it harmonized on all the different tools. And when you have a multi-complex thing like ClickUp or the, all the other tools, It makes it much complica more complicated to be um, consistent on all the different platforms, isn't it? Yeah. So from yeah, the developer and, uh, perspective now, I mean. You know, I guess like you end up in a stage like Basecamp where you're kind of uh, you're like, you're not really great at anything, you know, and that's a problem. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's basically like trying to buy a car that's like a truck and like, a, you know, uh like a, a racing car yeah like you know like yeah. it, well there is such thing out some... there but <laughs> yeah uh, uh yeah uh and i think that's kind of like that aspect uh so in the end like i mean if i look at like click, click up you know like i'm just like i would never use this myself and same like with monday.com like it just um and then they keep adding stuff like it's not like they stop and say okay like you know Maybe we should just like be opinionated here. No, yeah. let's add more stuff. Yeah. So in the end, well, like, he has a, a Sep has yeah. a different Sep has a different approach there. He has the saying. He mentioned it in an interview as well. Um, they rather put out a lot of stuff, stuff, and figure it out later on if it works, how they can optimize, and if it should kept. Um, but as I say, I'm pretty surprised about the quality they put out. Yes, they have some flaws and sometimes uh, you have performance in the issues and all this. Um, but maybe I have different expectations on ClickUp than I would have on a, on a tool like Todoist, which is longer around already. But I absolutely agree. You really come into trouble when, like Notion, you want to serve them all and then you end up with um, a few percentage of any um area of productivity knowledge management and so on of users so when you then decide okay cut it off we just focus now on knowledge management you will lose a lot of people anyway because you never had a lot of people for one piece uh of tasks in the first place isn't it and tom something to note as well is like it's actually much easier to add features than it is to remove them. Yeah, that's... Like, you, you know, especially like if you look on the long time frame, you know, uh, and that's something like we are very like opinion about is like, we don't add like boards, you know, it has been discussed for years at, at 
at two days before we actually added them mm. because we knew like once you add them like there's no like one day saying okay like we are going to remove boards because you know <laughs> then you have like pitchforks uh, yeah. Uh, at your doorstep. Then you it know, might be uh, the situation that you come to my interview and they say, why did you remove these boards? It was the first thing that I loved on is Yeah, no. Yeah, that uh, very well thought through here. I, I you know, I just just like the discussion and, and the tool the, behind this. And maybe I sound now to my community like a fanboy. But if people follow me, they know exactly the reasons why I'm using Todoist. And there's the other tool uh, called Things 3. Um, that people also love and where I think this is also a very high quality task manager, um, but it is very limited on Apple only. And, and this is the reason why I'm using Todoist. I'm on Windows and PC and uh, <laughs> Windows and PC, Windows and Mac. So I needed to have it on all the places and also when it comes to integration and things like that. So yeah, there's not much I can add here. Could I add just a, yeah, a sure. comment? Like of course. I'm usually like very, you know, critical of of products in general yeah but i think actually things three or like culture code they are actually really really good at like you know product building like for for, for instance for me like it makes a lot more sense like quality wise than something like notion or mm. or, or Basecamp even mm. uh, or click up uh, yeah. so you know like when i look at like companies i'm inspired by or products i'm inspired i think things three is definitely there like all the little details like everything is kind of taught uh yeah um you know i think like where they kind of fail is kind of like the general you know product strategy like you know like being limited to the apple ecosystem you know uh not having an api not being like uh like you know this is like very (laughs) uh very oriented like uh towards like old school thing thinking and i think this works for them and they still have like a lot of yeah, they have their, they have their niche yeah. for people who really live in the Apple universe, and I think it's a good solution there. And um, they leverage more the um, OS they are living in, isn't it? Because they can use more features on their end. But it's funny that you um, agree that uh, they actually got a robust app there and the point of view, because it actually feels uh, the same way. It is kind of feeling, and that's UI, UX, and... Many people just miss out. When I look at ClickUp, UX and UI is still, you know, let's face it, it's a mess. You have to learn how to use it and where to find things to click and things like that. They improved over the time, but it is, yeah. And in Notion, you have to build up everything on your own um, to find stuff properly. So, (laughs) yeah, you know... (laughs) That's that's a lot of ranting here, but uh, I think looking at the user and asking more questions for the user, how they actually use it or, or watching them using it, something like that, um, would generally help. So let's look at uh, something like Airtable. Any thoughts on that? Because that's more like a knowledge management system only for knowledge management. Okay, a lot of air, yeah. air table users will say, oh, no, it's a task manager, project manager, and all that. But Yeah. I mean, I think like there's some uh, stuff happening uh, on that front, and you also see a lot of like, tools actually converging towards the same paradigm. So, like, Trello is also, like, uh, introducing tables. Uh, you have, like, Asana that's also, like, moved very much into, like, the air table space. Mm. Uh, and even, like, something like Todoist, like, 
it's also not really unquestionable that we will also do that at some point. Uh, I think it's very interesting. Uh, so yeah, what I mean, do, for what me, do you mean like by, it, by moving into the Airtable space? I mean, it's kind of like, you know, uh, having like a table view as oh, well. In general, so just like yeah, having okay, different yeah. uh, views, like you have a board view, list view, table yeah, view. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we haven't really committed to this, but, you know, like maybe in 10 years, I can imagine like someday we will say, okay, we need a table view as well. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, I don't think I so. Think space, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> please don't introduce tables. Why? Uh, uh, oh, I see already I mean, the people ripping me apart in the comments below, but yeah, that's my personal yeah. opinion. Uh, I think it's it's a very interesting space. Uh, yeah. And um, the, the problem I have is kind of like, it's really more like spreadsheet 2.0 than a really task management or project management solution. Mm -hmm. Um of course, like you can do like spreadsheet, you know, spreadsheets can almost solve any problem that you have, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's not really that that's nice. That's the fun like, thing, uh, you know, when I see something like uh, in my day job, we had to use Smartsheet as well. And um, all these solutions there, it ends up with a database in the backend. <laughs> and it is just visualized, visualized in a different way. And then, you know, people claim, okay, in Airtable, you have an app out of this and things like that. Yeah, okay, but it has to work in the end. If nobody teaches the people how to set up your, you know, I see it so many times when I coach my inner circle members, we start with their workflows on paper before they go paperless. And usually it is or actually the issue is already there. They never had a workflow in place and was never efficient at all. And once you realize what workflow do you want to have, then you can look for the right tool because yes, there's a solution for everything out there. That's why I think tools like Todoist are much easier to incorporate in ex into existing um, productivity systems because I can say, okay, you want to become more efficient in your personal task management inside your team, then you could use Todoist and connect it via Plexi with Asana and things like that because we all want to have a single source of truth. And um, as I always say, um, a task list is infinite and the calendar is finite. So that's why I like the two-way connection to the Google Calendar and things like this. So a lot of boxes uh, ticked there. Um, but talking about the two-way connection to the Google Calendar, uh, I talked with Seb, C uh, Seb Evans um, of ClickUp about their two-way connection to the Google Calendar. And actually, besides Todoist, they're the only ones providing this uh, integration. And now they are about to release an update to this two-way sync uh, where they actually introduce different colors for different tasks and also tick boxes in front of my Google Calendar events. So I actually can see, instead of deleting them, can see that I finished this task already. And that's something I want to know if you looking into this as well, improving the two-way connection? It's something we are working on, but honestly, like I don't think this is the right uh, abstraction layer. Okay. Um, so like we will probably do something else uh, at some point uh, because like currently like uh, the honest thing is like, yeah, we support this, but it's kind of like a huge hack fest. Uh, you okay. Know? It's not an abstraction that we actually want to have like millions of users using uh, because it's just like it's very inefficient. Like Google Calendar, like their APIs are and models are a freaking mess. Like, you know, like uh, that's that's a company that's never cleaned up their uh, their, their act. Yeah, they started uh, with a search engine. What do you expect? 
So they grew uh, yeah. from there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Maybe I they mean, have to uh, change their backend at some point. Uh, yeah, they have they have just like kind of like built hack on hack, and then the 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 fundamental problem for us is kind of like that our model isn't the same as their model. So like to this isn't a calendar uh, app. Yeah, and even if you are a calendar app, like you have many different formats, many different features, like Outlook and and Google Calendar, like aren't really the same on like the the model level. Mm. Um, uh, so it's basically like you know you end up in some kind of like inconsistent state like maybe this is not really affecting like most users but even if you have like if you have 1 million users using this if you have 10 percent it's still a lot of people that have like buggy experiences um but the thing yeah, is so how do you want to solve this because the reason for this two-way synchronization why it is so important is that many companies use g um google workspace it's now isn't it and google calendar so i have my work calendar there people sign up for meetings and all this and when i want to get my tasks done then i integrate this into my calendar and block out these times and i don't want to end up uh, tracking my task on two ways so i have to track it on todoist but also block out my time to work on these tasks so this is why i like this two-way synchronization automatically blocking for others in my company meeting time and how do you want to solve this if you don't have a two-way synchronization for google calendar and you know with outlook they already have the issue that's not possible but um yeah how yeah i mean um, you know uh it's a very very difficult challenge uh, and honestly like we don't have like a full picture of how we want to solve this yet the thing we want is basically like, have a better abstraction so that's like you will still have two-way sync but it will not be like the hack fest that we have right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it will be like be much more like uh, uh, abstracted. And we also want to kind of like integrate with other calendars as well. Uh, so like, you know, Apple calendar or like Outlook calendar. Um, so is it in theory can... possible to integrate with these calendars two ways? In... Uh, I mean, I think like on some level it is, but the problem is like really a lot of these systems are very very old mm. and they are very dirty and they you know like it's kind of like you know <laughs> it's really a fight to kind of like, it's not like modern you know apis where you can kind of go in and do stuff yeah it's more like you know uh like doing coding like 20 or 30 years ago where you kind of need to fight uh, with these systems but yeah. that's a real issue isn't it as time is really the most precious thing and the limited uh resource we have over the time and we are forced to be in our day job and use a different calendar that we use in our private life and so on and we we always end up with um, black patterns where we don't see the other tool if we don't integrate it properly and all this so it shouldn't it be a main focus for all these productivity tools to enable us to i don't know to to make a standardized time scheduling api that connects all the calendars no matter what does it make sense it does and that would be wonderful yeah <laughs> I, I don't yeah i just don't think like you know the incentive is there for for instance for uh microsoft because they have their own ecosystem they have like all the tools you know done in-house yeah. like their maybe motivation isn't really to integrate with others and same with google yeah. And same maybe with Apple as well. So you basically have like the you know top three providers 
like their incentive isn't really to kind of do this. Like their incentive is that you use like all Microsoft tools. Yeah, that's uh, the thing, is And it? then like things work magically, but like the problem is really that uh, it's really hard to kind of like use these tools from our side. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're building up monopoles there. <laughs> <I'm dead there. laughs> I think there was a discussion going on in USA about this, isn't it? All of them had to talk about this issue and uh, when we look at this especially google you know with their ultimate goal to make the world better and things like that we should think outside the box and we could go much further if we and faster um if we all work together and and open up things and share resources i mean that's the globalization you we, we see how fast everything goes since we started to share information and all this isn't it so yeah, as long they are by building their own aisles, um, I think it's restricting everybody. Yeah, I couldn't uh, agree more. Uh, yeah, this said, you know, like uh, you know, they do have some APIs. Uh, I mean, the, the problem, like for these huge corporations, though, is like they don't really care deeply about uh, a lot of this stuff. Like uh, you know, I mean, if you see like Gmail is a great example. It's based like a graveyard. You know, like. Uh, whatever done to it like uh, that's the the basic uh conclusion you can have and you have like over 1 billion people using that yeah um and i think like it would be much have been much better served if you actually had like a, a private company a small company actually just like you know being only focused on email and then you know like uh being on a on like open api as well and stuff like that because all of this stuff like it's uh, I mean, the quality just isn't there. And like, there's so many people that also depend on this. And it's also so like, you know, these are suites uh, that that corporations or teams use as well. Yeah. So it's also very hard for people to actually move away from like Microsoft, Google. And then they are kind of stuck with these like really like bad tools in a lot of these spaces. Of course, they also have like great tools as well in these stacks. But, you know, most of them are, aren't really like world-class, I think. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I absolutely agree. And um, just recently made a quick review about the new Google Tables. It's called Tables. So did you see that? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I've only seen the landing page. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's basically... Airtable. It's another spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, let's see what they come up with there. Any other tools that you use besides Todoist and Twist? I mean, we do use like, uh, you know, some like specific tools for like different uh, things like Figma is mm -hmm. an amazing yeah. like design tool. Yeah, uh, it's really like incredible what they have built using uh, a browser. You know, browser technology. Uh, I think it, it almost like feels like more native than like native apps. Uh, yeah, which, which like technically is very impressive. Um, then we also use like GitHub. Uh, yeah. I think like Git uh, is probably like one of the biggest advancements for like humankind in the last, I don't know, uh, maybe like especially like software wise. Uh, I think it's very underappreciated, like the whole model. Mm. Um, and it enables like some incredible like stuff on like development, uh, like on code. But I yeah. think it's also like text. We use it actually to manage our handbook. So I think like some of these paradigms, I'm pretty sure we will actually see them uh, translated over to like, you know, like managing documents. Uh, 
because I mean, honestly, like something like Word or Google Docs or Notion, you know, like collaborating on a document there is just like wild, wild west uh, in terms of like how you do that. Like if you see how we actually collaborate on code, yeah. like the, doing the pull requests, uh, you have branches, you merge stuff together, you have a very clean like history and log. Um, and then you look at how we manage documents, uh, you know, like Notion maybe is a great example of like, or even Evernote. Uh, I mean, it's very, very primitive, especially like in a collaborative uh, space and especially like for some like maybe more like permanent knowledge uh, where you actually do want to have a log and you actually do want to have review process. Mm. See, like not anybody inside the co a company can go in just like edit anything. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely uh, agree. And it's funny. I, I, I think it was on Reddit where somebody just mentioned why using Notion? Why don't you use GitHub to build up your knowledge management system? So, um, and I created the digital journal designer with my partner and developer. Um, he's a professional developer as well and using Git and all this. And I learned a lot about these different uh, advantages in there and how we work together when it came to coding and, and you know, rolling back versions and things like that. So you actually never lose things. In Notion, I'm always worried if somebody worked on my document. I mean, when I change something inside Notion and I switch this page, I have no undo button there. So this is something that worries me all the time. Yes, I can go back and, and switch back versions and things like that. But you mentioned Git and I think that's a completely different approach there. And I also hope that these things um, will become more popular. And also people teach how to do this. Um, it's one of my sayings there uh, on Twitter as well that um, we have to change our mindset, that we actually start leveraging the digital world instead of just living in it. Yeah, very good talk here. So uh, thanks a lot for, for all you shared. And um, it seems we have a, <laughs> a common mindset here when it comes to these things. So really excited to stay with Todoist. And um, anything you want to uh, share with my community before we close the, the interview? I mean, um like we are very passionate about the space. We also love that, you know, we get a lot of like love from our users as well. And, you know, that's in the end, like that's uh, the most maybe critical part is like making something that actually people love to use. Um, yeah. So for all the people that are using Todoist, you know, thank you for using it and for sticking with us. Yeah. And I think like we will have some incredible stuff coming up. Um, like maybe not like new features, but more like refinement. <laughs> And <laughs> increasing and robustness like, and speed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we will Fast never we, we will never know when this arrived. <laughs> it's there, but you don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, I but think it's like, appreciated. You know, uh, uh like the small details matter a lot. Yeah. Like having something that's also like beautifully designed from the inside matters a lot. Yeah. So for us, like you know, we also like crafts people and really care deeply about like the quality of the whole experience um, and not only about like providing some new feature X. Yeah. Um, and I think like, especially in, in our field, like this productivity space, there's a lot of like com competition on features. Uh, and I think it's like very unhealthy. And then you end up like, you know, with having like a thousand stuff and nobody can figure out to use the, the software in the end. Yeah. 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 
thank you very much. Um, I think we should do a follow-up at some point because we didn't even scratch the surface when it comes to other tools like Coda and so on. I feel like that there's a lot we can um, rant about. No, we discuss uh, from an objective perspective, obviously, about these things. So, Amia, thank you very much for being on the show and it was an exciting talk. Um, and I wish you a good time. I think we see us next time. Well, Tom, thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. All right. I think this interview was very polarizing, isn't it? Let me know in the comments below. Cannot wait to get your feedback on that and your point of view. I know that many of you using Notion for everything in their life, they manage with Notion. And I absolutely understand this. Yeah, there are certainly use cases where you can do this. I'm coming more from a team manager and project manager perspective where I really want to be efficient when I want to get these things done. And as I also mentioned in the interview, I'm still using Notion as my knowledge management system because I love connecting the dots inside my databases. I really hope that with the API they're working on, that I finally can start connecting the dots between ClickUp and Notion and eventually Todoist. So if you don't want to miss the next interview, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast and I'll catch you up next time.